Hello and welcome back to Future Prairie Radio, where marginalized artists explore the future through the lens of the arts, humanities, and culture. I'm your host, Joni Whitworth, and this is Season 3, Episode 1, To See All Those People, with Kayla Brock. Kayla Brock is an African-American photographer from Chicago, currently based in Portland, Oregon. She studied photojournalism in London and is passionate about travel and meeting new people. Her work usually focuses on portraiture, but recently she's been using her photojournalism skills to cover the Black Lives Matter movement. Brock. Um, I'm 25 years old. I grew up in the western suburbs of Chicago before I moved to Portland, Oregon. Um, I've studied overseas in London and then from London spent a lot of time traveling to different countries. I've been to over 24 countries now. So yeah, so that's what, it's what I enjoy the most too is traveling. So in terms of photography, what I enjoy doing is lifestyle. Um, I do portraits. I started dabbling a little bit in events. So kind of just a wide variety of different photographs. I love working in magazines. Most of my jobs have been in magazine or some type of publishing. So I've always kind of had the dream of either doing photography for a magazine, like I would love to see my photos on covers one day, or to maybe even create my own zine. So. Those are my long-term goals. Right now, uh, I think it's called brand photography. So like working with different brands around Portland, like especially local brands, if they're, you know, Black-owned brands, like POC brands, um, I would love to work closely with those organizations and provide for them photography for their online services or for their own personal uh, websites and pages. And I think that's also a great way to just get to know the community more and be more in, in the community and helping them to grow their businesses. So those are my those are my dreams and goals as of now. So I have a background in journalism. That's where I spend most of my full-time work actually. Moving here, I never really expected to live in Portland. So I always had this idea that I wanted to live on the West Coast, but I wasn't quite sure where. I didn't really know much about Portland. And when I started living here, I learned that it's, you know, it was considered one of the whitest states in the U.S. And it had a very big KKK group here. But personally, I have never experienced any outright outburst form of racism. But I did working in, uh, I worked at a TV station. I did hear about it a lot. And it was really sad. A lot of parents, especially, would email us to this, uh, into the TV station and they would tell us that, like, my kid got called the N-word on the playground or that someone put something in someone's locker that was kind of racist. And it, it was definitely sad to hear. And I know those experiences do exist. But I think that's also a good reminder that racism is taught and that uh, a lot of kids will learn these from adults and that they will start doing these things at a young age. Oregon really needs to talk about its history and recognize its history. And I know they're doing some of that now with 
housing and, and for the generations of kids that whose ancestors got pushed out of, you know, the east side of Portland. They're trying to like reconcile that, but there's still a lot of discussion that needs to be had. I attended one of the protests and they were doing a march from Southeast to Pioneer Square. So I ended up actually meeting them at Pioneer Square. And that was such an experience. Um, when we got there, I went with a couple of friends. There was already a little group gathering. They had like a truck and they had mics and everyone, people were just sharing their stories, what it was like being mixed, what it was like being a black man, a black woman. And um, that itself was powerful. And then what ended up happening was the people who walked across from Southeast who did the Burnside Bridge and they laid down on the Burnside Bridge for eight minutes for George Floyd. They came into the Pioneer Square and it was like everyone just kind of met together at once and filled up this entire space. And I would say like it, it was a very peaceful protest and you know people were making sure of that. There were a couple of people trying to entice the crowd but we they were also focused, we were also focused on being peaceful and just to see all those people just sitting down in the square, not even, they couldn't all fully fit in the square, um, was just amazing. We're all dealing with a pandemic right now. You know, the people are so scared about the coronavirus and stuff like that. And to know that all those people showed up in one spot just to show that Black Lives Matter and to create change was, you know, that's history in itself. I think I would say that there's, other ways that you can tell the story without having to show someone's face. I really wanted, obviously, to look authentic. I didn't want to try to put too much thought behind it. I think for me, like my personality, I'm very like free-spirited. I, I pretty much capture what I feel. For me, it was all about kind of getting the crowd and like having this look of solidarity, more focused on the overall aspect. This time right now is for us. Like this is a year, this is a month that will go down in history books. It will be spoken about. And I think if people have, you know, the strength to do it, because uh, this time is very mentally taxing, you know, people might not have the strength to go out into these protests and capture what's going on. But I, I think this is really a time for us to show our work, show our perspective, speak about our own experiences. You know, I, I went to that, that one protest and I hope to go to more, but just being at one alone is a breath of fresh air. It lifted a weight off of my shoulder to see all these people supporting, supporting me essentially, supporting this movement. And it helps to get through all the pain that we're feeling and, you know, all the hurt that we, we've been dealing with for years. I would just say exercise your right. And um, I would say, don't put pressure on yourself. If you want to go to the protest just to be at a protest, do it. If you want to be there to photograph, do it. You know, just don't, you know, feel like you have to capture what this is. You can also just be in the moment. I would say to white artists that it's your role to support black artists, POC artists, you know, I would say be conscious about what you're doing. And I would say 
don't try to profit off of what's going on. You know, I've seen a lot of white artists who are actually donating their money to black organizations, but it's also, you know, we want to be able to trust you as well and know that you, and for you to hold accountability and know that you're actually doing what you're saying. If you're going to write, you know, on Instagram saying that you're selling these prints and that they're going to be donating to this organization, it would be nice to have that kind of proof or that transparency that you actually did what you said. You know, it, I feel like people are just hurt if, you know, a white artist is trying to use this for their own personal gain. So I feel like the only way to reconcile that is to show that there's a screenshot, like here's the proof that you can trust what I've said. Um, so I think transparency is probably the biggest thing you can do right now as being a white artist. backgrounds in journalism so I think one of the tangible things that I do is you know when I'm feeling overwhelmed or I have these strong emotions I tend to write them down just like write down my thoughts like quick bullets or even turn it into like a little poem and I find that I tend to use a lot of those thoughts to, and turn them into like a creative photography idea as a way of fully releasing what I need to let go of and I would say in terms of like what the protests and, and what's happening now, I think your mindset should just be at maybe thinking, looking at something, looking at it in a different way. I think it's good to just kind of be outside, walk around and just kind of make a like mental list of like, oh, what could I do with this that's unique, um, fun, um, and that will just kind of, that I would enjoy. I think that's also important is thinking about what you would enjoy too first before thinking about, can I sell this? Or what will someone else think about this? It's like, it should always be about what you enjoy. Advice I would give that I, I thought about is just, I would tell other artists that the best thing you can do for your work is to, one, explore your mind. And I think it's important to not let other people tell you how to, you have to hone into one form of multimedia. You know, I think it's good to be kind of, I don't think you should let other people say like, oh, you're just a photographer. Like you can also paint, you can also be a poet at the same time. Like I say you should definitely use your art as a way to, as a way for you to escape, but also to capture reality and how you're portraying different situations. If you're doing events or if you're doing social um justice work or activism work I think it's just important to stay to close to the reality of what what's happening and just be authentic in that and I think art is a way to showcase what can't be said or what can't be written and right now I think it's such a great tool in documenting what future generations will see and how they will feel about um, what's going on in this world right now and I think it's a great way for people to come together. Right now in downtown Portland, there's a mural um, that got, where people are, I, I guess they're doing artwork against the boards that are, um, that have boarded around the Apple store. And it has George Floyd's face on it. And I think that's just like such a collaborative way 
to express what people are feeling because uh, different people can come up and write on it, draw on it, leave things by the doors. And um, I think that right there in itself is, is an image of future, of the future and of the role that art plays. I don't think it's ever something that will die down. I feel like in times of crisis and times of turmoil, art has been the biggest thing that has brought people through it and brought people together. If you'd like to see Kayla's photographs, you can go to kaylabrockphotography.com or check out her Instagram. Her handle is Kayla Brock Photography. That's K-A-Y-L-A-B-R-O-C-K Photography. Future Perry is sponsored by the Regional Arts and Culture Council and by you, our community of listeners. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation to support the show, you can do so through our Venmo at Future Perry. Square Cash, our cash tag is FuturePerry, or through PayPal, futureperry at gmail.com. This episode was produced by me, Joni Whitworth, and edited by Matt Larimer. If you have any questions or feedback about the show, please feel free to reach out anytime at futureperry.com or on our social media at futureperry.